1: Pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. Very good. All set for another big one in your uh, marketer of the year series. And you're going to tell us a bit more about this one today.
0: Yeah, it's great, you know. Gordon, as we, you know, as we said, we've had some really great names and continue to have great names. And today, no, no different. Doug Place, uh, Doug from Nando, CMO from Nando's across uh, not just Africa but also Middle East and uh, and India. And he'll talk to us. So, Doug, uh, thanks very much for your time and a big welcome.
2: Thank you very much. I uh, I've followed this podcast with great interest over the last couple of months and. Uh, what a pleasure to be interviewed by a guy with such a cracking first name. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, you've got Mr. Gordon.
2: Thanks for that, chaps. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it's really great to have you, Doug. Thanks very much. And obviously a very exciting brand uh, to talk about. And one which I think is exciting from a South African perspective to watch this remarkable case study, so uh, we have lots to talk about today, but I'm going to just say uh, I started off doing a little bit of homework, Doug, and I went on to uh, the, uh, the website and, and the splash page was, you know, click here if you're from the USA, which I then did. Um, I, I was a little disappointed that you were just announcing another uh, store in your in your USA rollout. I was hoping to have some sort of <laughs> red and blue, you know, antagonism, something, you know, really uh in my face in the Nando style. So uh, we'll, we'll get back to
0: that a little <laughs> bit later on. Yeah, let's,
2: let's come back to America in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Doug,
0: first up, I mean, well done. Congratulations on being nominated, uh, you know, for Market of the Year. It's a fantastic achievement. And, and I guess, you know, I just want to start off by talking about, you know, the Nando's brand. It's it's so iconic. Uh, it's it's part of our fabric, part of our culture. Um, and, I, I mean, one of the things, I guess, as a, as a commentator and as a person looking at the brand through the years, I got the sense, and I, I still get the sense, and, and I want you to tell me whether it's right or wrong or fair assessment, that I, I guess the earlier days it was funny for the sake of, or, or, or topical, or, or just through punches at much bigger guys. Whereas today, you know, look at some of the work that that you and your team have been doing. Um, and it's it's more social commentary, you know. I look at Mzanzipoli, which is which was funny on the face of it, but once you scratched yeah. it, it, it was true to South Africans and the questions you're asking questions. I guess that South Africans are asking you people, you know, the whole stereotype breakdown, um, you know, and then obviously into the economic quarter uh, and and affordability. <laughs> so I think, Doug, if you can just take us through that journey and tell me. Um, you know where you are now in terms of the social commentary and the voice of the south african people
2: yeah absolutely thank you and um i, I think the easiest way to we understand the nando's journey is it's it's a brand that has always acted its age uh, and so sort of born in 1987 but you know really you know became a media brand in the in the early 90s and the, the brief to then, you know, Hunter Skaris was, you know, we, we don't have a lot of money to pay you, but we will be prepared to make the ads that no other client's prepared to make, which allow you to become famous and us to establish our brand. And uh, to a degree, I suppose that hasn't changed. And you know, the biggest criticism we get is when our uh, communications in particular are kind of boring or irrelevant or what other brands would do. Um, we're often urged on to levels of controversy which make you know us uncomfortable, but we'll come back to that in just a second. So if you think of the, kind of the early nineties, there were a lot of chicken jokes as you try and establish the fact that we're a chicken brand. So that then became, you know, breast and thigh jokes, yeah. uh, which then became, you know, jokes about the periometer around, you know, the various heat levels that you can have with the Nando's chicken. And, and now that those attributes are sort of, you know, fundamentally, you know, rooted in the brand, uh, the brand then started to change as the country changed. And, you know, our, you know, our tone of voice or our perspectives or the nature of the content of the communications has always aimed to reflect back to South Africans that which is most important to them. So, you know, if it was coming to terms with a new South Africa where there's still lots of old in the new South Africa and the sometimes painful or funny truths that that, you know, surfaced, uh, that would then play itself out within you know, Nando's commercials. So all that's really happened is we've sort of kept pace with how the, you know, the society and the narratives have changed. And a lot of the, the kind of iconic Nando's advertising work, and I hope we can talk about things beyond just advertising, uh, mm. is you know giving a voice to people's deeply held concerns or issues. And sometimes those are funny and sometimes those are painful. And we're looking all the time for unity. So a common misconception is that we enjoy controversy and controversy, you know, by definition implies disagreement uh, or discord. And so whether or not you think that Jacob Zuma is a good or a bad president is a point of controversy. Whether or not, you know, state capture is a good thing or not is not controversial at all. Everyone can agree uh, on both sides of the political diaspora that state capture is a terrible thing that hurts everybody. So we'll talk about state capture. Uh, rather than necessarily talking about any particular, you know, people, or individuals uh, that, that may be kind of accruing as a result of it. So, you know, things like mm. um and, you know, a, a few years prior, we had a, <laughs> a product called Wings Roulette. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we had uh, chicken wings based in different Nando's spacings and you can spin the Nando's sauce bottle and you didn't know quite which one you would get. Mm. Um and that would speak to how the country was feeling at the time, which was municipal elections in 2016, as we're about to head into again this year, mm-hmm. felt like a red wheel. And Nzanzi Pali felt like a lot of South Africans were feeling, which is, what does it mean to own all the land, literally? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to deal with painful truths like white privilege and black tax? Uh, you know, and if you can put that across in a creative way, which is slick and smart and South African and funny, what it does is it gives those kind of social issues and perspective, and if you can laugh at them, it's very hard to be afraid of something if you laugh at it. Uh, and our ambition always has been to be the best version of South Africa. And the best versions of South Africa is when we do come together, despite how difficult and different and the, you know, the painful disconnects that society has all of the time. And if nanos can demonstrate and be with people and of the people in those moments, then I think we've done a, a cracking job. And that's certainly borne out in the business results, as well as the resonance of the brand in other parts of the world. And you mentioned the U.S. Uh, last year, where we, uh, we ran a democratic meal campaign. And this wasn't me, but uh, this was my counterpart, Sapanta in, in the U.S., uh, where they tried, there was this very painful truth when the 2016 elections, um, not a lot of young people voted. And then a lot of young people w- were rightfully quite upset by the nature of the election. So, you know, the Nando's menu implies a degree of choice and personalization, much like your vote does. So, who, we had this meal item on the American menu where uh, the griller could choose the meal for you. Uh, and it was just a pretty crap meal, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> and the take up being, why would you let someone choose your meal for you? Sure. Well, then why on earth would you let someone choose your government for you? Sure. And so, this, uh, you know, Undemocratic meal as it was uh, really you know helped inspire both the people who work for us as well as the people who saw that campaign to go out and you know make their voice heard whether it was red or blue um, or one of the tiny people who voted for something that was was neither red nor blue. So I think the South Africanness of it is definitely starting to translate into other parts of the world. And when we talk about sort of socially conscious or, or relevant brands. Uh, I'd love to think that we we do it in a way which is not self-righteous or preachy or condescending or patronizing, but it displays a huge degree of empathy of what people are going through thinking and feeling. Yeah,
0: Uh, absolutely, Doug. And I think, you know, that's where, I guess... You know the, the word challenger brand has been around for a bit, and I guess it's it's a question of just ch- staying a challenger, but challenging different things for the betterment and the upliftment of society. I mean, just talking a little bit, and I think you made the point earlier when you know you started off with Huntless Chorus as a as a as a smallish brand and and not a lot of money. I mean, today, you know, I know that if I look at spend category uh, in talking in, in t- to some of the people in the Nando stable, certainly it's a fraction of what your competitors. Hey, but not in sheer voice. I mean, you guys certainly punch well above your weight. Would you just mind taking us through? And again, some of the lessons for listeners are out there: How can you stretch that elastic band? How can you, you know, make your budget work harder for you? And you said, and, and you made the point not just advertising, but in the whole marketing sphere. How do you, um, you know, take it and and make it bigger than it is?
2: I. Uh uh, can I just say that I, I used to really be scared of Gordy. I still am, if I'm honest. <laughs>
1: this, is, this, this sounds ominous,
2: guys. Who'd, who'd, hey, who'd get up in front of conferences and shout at marketers like me for poor media decisions? So <laughs> I'm anticipating some more Gordy. Don't let me down. Um, <laughs> I, I think what uh, what came as a result of that in, initial brief from Robbie Bros and to, to then John Hunt and, and Reg Lascaris was. an understanding that a creative idea is media agnostic Uh, and you know if you want to call it influencer marketing before there were influencers Mm. a really strong powerful idea which if it's funny South Africans love to laugh more than anybody I know and I look after this brand in 13 different markets around the world Um, so if you tell a joke really well and there's a kernel of truth in that joke it's going to travel without the need for you know, a sixty-five percent reach at three plus, which costs you four million rand a week, uh, for example. So, the the idea of you know creative solving a media bull is something which is some you know we've refined over thirty odd years, and so being able to really put you know a good idea at the, at the forefront of it. I mean, a bad idea put everywhere is not particularly useful, mm. and so you know, there's a natural kind of efficiency that comes. At, as a result of that that doesn't necessarily mean that every ad I, you know every ad has to be you know a huge talking point you know but you know, we've got a great pr- promotion at the moment for example it's the quarter chicken and a side which is you know, one of the most popular Nando's dishes there's not a lot we can really say that's new about that uh, but we've got it at a really great price because you know almost nobody you know except for sanitizer salesman made any bucks last year Mm -hmm. and so to start this year with a good economic quarter which is a good pun and Mm -hmm. you loves a good pun yeah it allows a pretty you know banal product truth at a really attractive price point to resonate with lots of people and the sales then you know flow as a result and that's not something you need to bash people over the heads with you know repeatedly in the media space so there are natural efficiencies that occur, but they only occur if the effectiveness of the idea is strong to begin with.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've raised a couple of really interesting points there. Um, interesting, you talk about sanitizers making money. We, we discovered in a recent podcast that the f- the brand which experienced the greatest increase in, in overall sales revenue uh, globally was Dettol. So you're absolutely on the money there. Dettol yeah. made a lot of money last year. Um, just coming back to something you said about being media agnostic or media platform agnostic, I think for me that really does resonate because if we go back to media when I first got involved in the industry in, in the 70s, we were still very much in this "medium as the message" phase. So it was just like buy more and more exposure and you will get a result. But more and more we've come to understand with you know nuanced and finessed media exposure that the message is the message. And Nando's is a perfect example of that. Somehow, uh, the brand um, has managed to turn tactics into strategy. That, for me, is amazing. Yeah. You know, and how how do you sort of do the two things, Doug? That that are really important. One, each individual ad or piece of creative is, you know, kind of um, in tune with what's just happened. It, it's kind of alert. It's alive. It's it's agile. But at the same time, how do you make sure that you don't stray your font to the left or the right? Um, yeah. And then within yeah. that as well, you know, a lot of the straying that or perceived straying comes from from people who are fiddling with your uh, with your template. So half, how do I know half <laughs> the, the nanda ads guess, aren't yeah. bloody real or not? I mean, they, they yes, yeah. I'll it's, share it's, a voice. Yeah, yeah, you know, you share a voice. Like that, it, yeah, you <laughs> You've got people making up ads for you. I mean, and some of them, I think, have kind of got you into a little bit of hot water.
0: You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media.
2: Yeah, there's there's, there's some crackers out there. Um, I think from a media perspective, so let's take an example. Uh, There's widespread uh, and I suppose understandable hesitancy around taking a vaccine for COVID-19. Um, and that's born of sort of cultural, you know, mistrusts in certain quarters, as well as, you know, something which is, you know, incredibly personal, which is a person's own, you know, decisions that they make about their personal health. Uh, and we, uh, you, you asked a how question, the how is we spend a lot more time listening than we do talking. Uh, and you know if i could give any advice to any market it, it would be to do that a lot of the conversations you see with other brands are you know them waiting their turn to say something that matters to the brand rather than something which is going to matter to the end user of the brand or the consumer and we've noticed with this uh, you know conversation around you know the vaccine and the conspiracy theories around it and we've done a lot of work with the likes of the solidarity fund over the past year as well as dealing directly with government who have varying degrees of you know control over the way in which we can trade and operate our business some good a lot of them less good Uh, and so we we published an ad on on social media which in you know 20 years ago just would have been in the newspaper and it would have been the same format and the same message which is the government isn't trying to put chips in you uh, but we are Mm. Uh, so again it's a funny play and play on words and speaks to the moment of the, the the concern that, you know, we're all going to get Microsoft 365 and instant 3G or 5G, <laughs> rather, if you get the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. yeah uh, And so to play that back to people, again, it allows them to laugh about something which, you know, I suppose other brands wouldn't dare go into. Mm. And it delivers a product message around chips. Uh, and it's of the moment. Now that is an idea is, you know, I'd be amazed if it's, if it's still doing the rounds by the end of the month. In fact, it probably won't see the end of this week because we replaced it with some Valentine's Day messaging. Mm. Uh, so you've got to be in and of the moment, which means you have to listen more than you speak. Uh, there is a attention always to be led by the crowd, in which case, you know, and I think Namaste did suffer from this and uh, some time back, which is it plays to popularity and not necessarily to brand advantage. So it wasn't uncommon, for example, to hear people say things like, we really love your advertising, we really love your communications. And then you'd ask them when last they visited a restaurant or ordered a meal, Uh, and they couldn't tell you, in which Mm. case, what's the point of the popularity unless there is, you know, a a business consequence? So being able to to, to root what, you know, what is our core proposition, which is a world-class South African restaurant with world-class food delivered by world-class people, uh, and to be able to communicate that in ways that people don't find irritating or invasive like most ads are, Mm. I think that's the gold standard which we constantly hold ourselves, you know, against and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we don't
1: yeah yeah i mean i think you know the listen not talk thing is is, is really crucial and uh being in and of the moment is you know making copious notes here because it really does resonate and i think it's an invitation to media people to to be a little more kind of in the moment themselves we should be initiating a lot of these things rather than waiting for uh, a creative application, and then trying to slot it in somewhere. Um, you did throw me by saying '87 was the start of the brand. It just seems to me to have been around forever, uh, and it just makes me realise the story is even more incredible than I had thought. From '87 to 2020, a global brand, um, homegrown, is the most remarkable story. Um, Doc, you—I mean—you've been part of the big brand setup. I mean, how do you? you rolled out your brand beyond uh, south africa how, how do you even start i mean what what's the first kind of step to saying okay we're bigger than and i remember going to the original nando's and i think it was in the highlands north if i'm not mistaken somewhere in that well, area so. was, was was it first, yeah okay so the, you know it, it literally is from from the first door to to going and to, you know, with friends in London, in Richmond, to they were so proud of their nanos. they were showing off to me. I said, "You actually know where this thing came from? It's yeah. not a pummy thing, eh?
0: Yeah, it is. It is an amazing story. And I mean, yeah, Doug, again, you know, well done to you and and, and the whole team uh, across across the globe, and, and certainly will you know we'll always see it as a, as a proudly South African brand, although you are global. And I think you And I think Gordon, just to answer one of your questions, and what, what I want to really talk to Doug about, one of my passions is, is around organizational culture. Doug, please talk yeah. to us about your people, you know, getting getting people, because, you know, the, the challenge I guess with a lot of marketers, you know, you do something with an agency and a, a great agency, a great idea, but the execution, the point, the moment of truth is often when I'm standing and I'm ordering and I, I, I want my burger. I want my chips. I want whatever I want. So, let talk to me, please, if you don't mind, and our listeners about how you constantly grow your culture and work with your staff to to increase, you know, the whole Nando's brand with with your people.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really great question, and I, and we don't get asked that enough. And and the reason is it, it would be surprising, and it's often surprising for people to hear that most of the money in the marketing budget is spent internally. Mm. So it's spent on people who work for and with Nando's, not necessarily, you know, uh, the end user. It's about 50, 50 in any, in, in, in any given year. And the reason for that is quite simple. Like a great piece of communication, a, a brilliant billboard or a great TV ad can't fix a crap customer experience. It yep. just can't. Mm. And so if the people who are, and this is a foundational principle of Nando's. It's not something that we've invented from a marketing perspective is most organisations start from the point of view like we need to maximise shareholder returns. Like the bank manager is the most important person in the room, and then you work backwards from there. It's like, well, how do you maximise profit? And then you start trading that off against the staff experience and the customer experience. And that's um, you know, that's a way to do business. I'm not critical of that. That's a very successful formula for many companies. But Fernando's the the insight and credit to our founders, Robbie and Fernando, were that if you look after the people who make the chicken they're less likely to give a bad experience. They're less likely to burn the chicken or be rude to customers. Uh, And if you have happy customers, then you're going to have a happy bank manager at the end of the day. So it's this foundational inside-out perspective of Mm. the brand, which, you know, we go out of our way to make sure that our people are familiar with what we're up to and why we're up to, that we take care of them. So the average Nando's employee in in a restaurant is paid 65% more than the government mandated living wage. Mm. Uh, So, that's a real, real cost to us. And that's in it's not just money, that's private medical health care which is available to them and their families. That's grocery vouchers in January when people when money is particularly mm-hmm. tight. Uh, that's counseling services which are at their disposal whenever they need it. And in a place like South Africa, they need that sadly more than you know than should be the case. And so making sure that those people are well looked after does translate into a business uh, return, although that's not why we do it. Because you're less likely to be deviant, to steal, to abscond, to be rude to customers. You're less likely to leave the company. And there's mm. a cost to hiring and training people. Mm. So the, the average sort of labor turnover in the restaurant business and that is, is less than a third of that. Yeah. Which means we can give a more consistent brand experience. We have people who have something to lose if they leave the brand. And they love working for the brand because the brand very clearly and tangibly does love and look after them as well. I mean, we have a, a radio show that's dedicated to our Nandokas. It's for them. It's not customer radio. It's for mm-hmm. them. It's for the Nandokas, And that's, you know, DJed by a South African celebrity. and you know, why he's a big TV star. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of the effort goes to them and that then translates into a great customer experience and therefore, you know, inherent you know, profitability so being able to make sure that our brand is as strong internally and i have an entire division of my marketing team to, you know devoted to you know a brand experience and as part of that is a nandoka experience is is fundamental to uh, to who we are as a business or a brand it was interesting when, when i first started in nandos i met with all of the founders and i, and I still continue to do so and i asked uh, fernando who's the the quieter of the two founders i mean robbie b's Normally the sex, drugs, and rock and roll founder. <laughs> uh, but I said, What was the greatest piece of marketing in your history at Nando's? So this is you know, five years ago, I asked him. He said yeah, something that stuck with me ever since, and I think of it often. He says, uh, at some point in the '90s, they were under a lot of cost pressure. That you know, the business you know wasn't doing as well as they hoped it would be, and so they made some product decisions uh, to take cost, I think it was out of the bastings. Uh, so they they used slightly cheaper recipes, mm. which you know, ended up eroding the consumer preference. The product didn't taste as good as it used to. And he phoned uh, the marketing director at the time, a guy called Paul Appleton, who's now the global brand officer for Nando's. And he said, Paulie, I need you to stop all the advertising immediately yeah. because if the customers are going to come into our stores as a result of your advertising and have this kind of a product experience, we're never going to be able to win them back or, or trust them. Yeah. And that was such a brilliant insight that sometimes the best marketing you can do is to do no marketing. until you have something worth selling, whether it's a a customer service experience or a product experience. Um, And so, Doug, to your point, an internal culture isn't a nice side effect of having an external brand that people love and admire. Mm. It's foundational to the entire value chain of the organization.
0: Thanks so much, Doug. And I think, you know, absolutely. And again, I implore all of our listeners to Pay attention, I mean, to all the points, but I mean, for me, that is such an important point to be able to get that congruency because the marketing people often don't deliver. They're not at absolutely every touch point. They can't be. And I mean, just, you know, technically, if, if you look at that whole notion, it's very similar to to what Branson and, and a whole lot of other people use around the world call the service profit chain, um, as an example. Uh, Doug, from my side, thanks. We're running out of time. I'm going to hand over to Gordon. Gordon. Um, I think from my side, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. You know, I appreciate your insights uh, and then good luck in the run-up to, to the announcement of the winner of the market of, of the year uh, finalists. So thanks very much and I'm going to hand over to Gordon to ask one last question and close out. Yeah, I think uh,
1: there's so much to talk about and, uh, you know, I was hoping to get on to, you know, the derivatives like the Nando sources and that because that's another place for me where the consistency, you, would, you use the word congruency of the brand is, is paramount. That for me, that sauce is the real treat if I can't you know if I'm not in a place to go and get the Nando's product at least I can duck into my pantry at home and whip out the sauce and do something with that so that's for another occasion but I mean I think uh, Doug you're really at the cutting edge of of innovation in marketing and product development and and rolling out the retail stores we didn't even get to talk about USA. We've got a lot of young listeners, some of them are even younger than the doc um, <laughs> Jeez, what goodness. if you had one or two pointers to young marketers you know what what would you be saying to encourage young marketers to engage in the business and, and look at it as a long term career
2: yeah uh. What a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, on the sauce, we didn't sell as much as Dettol did last year, but we did have a belt review at sauce. <laughs> when people locked down in their homes, it turns out they're not as good a cook as they thought they were. So often use the Nando sauce as a, as a remedy or as a rescue. I'm not saying that's you, Gordy, I'm sure you... No, know. no, no. I'm afraid. Uh, Culpo there, I'm afraid. Uh, you can
1: cover a load of uh, bad cooking with a... yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like parsley covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The advice I give to young people is this, and often what you see is a, an imperative on them to chase that which is new. In this case, it normally plays as far as digital marketing or social media or you, know, you need to get into coding. And I have a totally different perspective to that at all. I would say you need to generalize more than you should specialize. Marketing as a discipline is a wonderful convergence of sociology and psychology and economics. And so being able to kind of connect the dots between You know, a cultural movement, uh, what that means in the consumer environment and what the business consequence of that is going to tee you up in the long term for success far more than, you know, quick technical training on the latest ad buying mechanisms of Facebook, for example. Uh, You know, if we paid attention to technical things 10 years ago, we'd have a bunch of people who are really good at designing web screens. And, you know, mix it would be, uh, you know, the marketer's domain of choice. And, of course, it isn't. So the the changes that happen in a technical space are too frequent for you to build a career on would be my perspective. So to take a broader consequence view of what role those things play in society at large um, and, you know, critically, the role of the marketer to join other parts of the organization in and around you uh marketing is the only discipline really that is future orientated if you think about like finance they measure the beans that are in the bank mm. uh are f- are focused on running the business here and now today in it and hr are enablers of the today function marketing is the only discipline whose purview is to not just forecast the future but shape it and steer it and you can't if you if you can't get the rest of the organization bought in and around that vision it's very hard for the organization to be successful let alone the marketing function. So my advice to young people is go broad, read Dostoevsky, you know, know, look at old films, you know, check out magazines. They're not totally dead. They're almost dead, but they're not totally dead. And don't fetishize the new and the novel would be my advice.
1: Well, I think that's an outstanding summary and, and guidelines for young people. A holistic approach is something we both feel very passionately about on this podcast. So, Doug, congratulations once again on your nomination in the finalist uh, Market of the Year category. We look forward to celebrating with you uh, over a bit of Nando somewhere in the in the future. Um, how can uh, anybody get hold of you? Is there a, just the, the Nando's website um, the best way to do that?
2: Uh, yes, so... Y- you can follow me probably on Twitter. I'm not particularly active on, on the socials, um, but uh, you can follow me at, at Douglas Place on Twitter. I'm also uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, but the, for the latest and greatest Nando stuff, just check out Nando South Africa on all the social media platforms as well as the website. Right. That's the right. best way to say a bit of, uh, of the mischief we're up to.
0: <laughs> That's us, Doc. Uh, we're out of here yeah great excellent uh, Gordon thanks uh, Doug thanks again for your time and to our listeners we'll catch you uh, catch you next time ciao for now and so there was another episode of the Doc and the Guru please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook like us follow us uh, subscribe to the podcast and then from my side you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn Dr. Doug Mateus I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond and hopefully we can bring that into the show thanks doc and it's uh, Gordon
1: Miller the guru signing off thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today you can pick up the discussion with me on my twitter handle at Mzanzi Media and I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show and take us at our word this is really going to be an open forum there are no subjects that are to do and we'd love to have some of the younger more under listened if that's the correct phrase Uh, voices to join
0: us uh, in this discussion thanks for your time the dark and the guru proudly brought to you by infinity media incubating innovative businesses in the media industry